You're listening to the Happy People Podcast with Nye Armstrong. Today, sadly, is the final Ramadan session with Sheikh Yasser Burjas. And I'm sad to see this series for Ramadan end because it's the end of Ramadan. I hope you guys are had a wonderful month and you're going to be celebrating Eid with the ones you love. And I really hope it's filled with celebration and reflection. And with this last little interview, I really hope that this sort of sets the foundation for maybe a series that I run with Shikyasser. If you are interested in the show notes, there will be a link that you can fill out a form if you have a question. And inshallah, I have a feeling, and he's actually said that he's interested as well, we can start maybe a new section of Happy People Podcast with uh, with him, inshallah. All right. Well, without further ado, our last session with Sheikh Yasser Bajas. Enjoy. Let's connect with happy people. So thirsty, I wanted to grab this and <laughs> Subhanallah. I did that. Oh my gosh. So last last Ramadan, I was helping out and I got really parched. And somebody, it was like, not even kidding you, 15 minutes before Maghrib and time for breaking their fast. And people were handing out water bottles and I was standing directing traffic and I was holding it. I was like, oh, like it just absent. And Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, and I just like, and I took a sip and I was just like, the inside, I was like, no. <laughs> I was so upset. And they're like, you know what? It was unintentional. You're fine. Inshallah. I was like, oh my gosh. But no. still, I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> you get to the last 10 minutes and yeah. It happens. It yeah, happens. I know. It really does happen sometimes. Alhamdulillah. No. Um, so, the. What is the Islamic difference between patience and acceptance? And should we speak up against things that we consider wrong or be patient to keep the peace? No. So patience is no doubt is one of the greatest virtues that is missing in this world. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, highlights patience in the Quran in many, many different ways as one of the greatest qualities that people possess. To the extent that he assigned the reward for everything, in, in certain amounts, like a specific reward for, for example, when you pray in congregation, you get 27 degrees. When you give charity, you get your money back in the form of, you know, reward in, ten, in, in, in hundreds and this and that. When it comes to patience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حساب, Those who persevere in patience, they'll get the reward from Allah without measure, mm-hmm. which means absolutely no measurement being assigned for, for patience because there is nothing really. There is nothing is sufficient and enough to give the reward for being patient. So that's something very serious when it comes to patience. Um, uh, also the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said uh, in the hadith, he says, وَمَا أُوتِيَ أَحَدٌ عَطَاءً أَوْسَعَ وَلَا أَنْفَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ No one has, been even, has ever been given a gift um, better than, uh, than patience. Mm. And if you look at our time, obviously, it's why we are messing up a lot of things in our lives. Yeah. Uh, today we live in a culture of instant gratification, the culture, the drive-through culture. Everything should be drive-through. Everything comes, you know, online. You don't have to stand in line. So people are so lo- guilty of that. So you see, that, that's guilty. the thing. We we lack patience right now. Mm-hmm. And even 
To have people sit down there to watch the sunset or the sunrise or even go fishing, oh Lord, that's torture for many people. Why? Because going fishing is just like waiting forever, right? Mm-hmm. Patience is a huge virtue. It's missing. However, some people, they mistake in patience with something we call um, passive patience. The passive patience is when, when uh, you accept whatever comes uh, at you without having to defend yourself, without having to stand up for yourself, all this and that. That's one of the misconceptions about patience. Mm. When it comes to patience, it doesn't mean you have to put up with all the, the, the nonsense people that threw at you. No, no. But you do it with grace. Patience is empowerment. Grace and manners. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing. Patience is empowerment. See, the Prophet Sallallahu he says in the hadith, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالصُّرْعَةِ إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ الْغَضَبِ الشَّدِيد, the one who's strong and powerful, is not the one who's strong in, in wrestling. Indeed, the one who's strong is the one when, the, when they're wrestled in that sense, which mm-hmm. means if they are being, يعني, uh, uh, to be wrestled, they will, uh, um, uh, they will hold on you know, to their patience. Like they don't, they don't respond to that. Why? Because I've seen people when they get angry, no one get impressed. Right. But you get impressed when someone's supposed to get angry and they're just like, I have no idea how you did that. Mm. How, did you, how did you just stay your cool? I just cannot believe, you know, the nerves you have. So we are praised for holding on to c- controlling our anger, yeah. but not necessarily when we let it go. So patience is a great virtue. So passive patience is when people mistake in being, you know, uh, um, being strong versus being fooled. And I'm strong, that's why I'm withholding, you know, responding to this kind of acts and so on. So how do I differentiate that? Well, it depends, really. I mean, the Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, the, the servants of the, the, the true servants of the most merciful, if they're being uh, uh, wronged by the foolish, mm-hmm. how do they respond to them? Peace. Like, I'm not going to put myself into this. Uh, like, I can retaliate. Yeah. I can go after you. I'm not going to sink to that level. I'm though. not going to go that level. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, but what about then if it requires, for example, litigation or go to court or this and that? Am I supposed to be just saying patience, that's from Allah, so leave them alone? Or can I go and seek my haq and seek my... Absolutely. You are allowed to do that. Why? I mean, how do you explain what happened in the life of the Prophet? He had to defend himself. He had to fight them, you know, uh, even in, in battles and in, in warfare. Why? Because they were the aggressors. He didn't say, no, let's forgive them and let them, let them finish us and so on. So he didn't say that. And there was also an incident in Mecca that shows the Messenger of Allah who was a very lenient, very, very lenient, very patient, you know, with, with the best akhlaq and manners. There was a moment when he was doing tawaf, which means going around the Kaaba for a few times. And then uh, a group from the mushrikeen, from the people of Mecca, his enemies basically, were sitting there and as he was making his tawaf, every time he goes uh, in front of them, they start kind of like throwing insults. Right, yes, I remember this, yeah. Uh, first time, second time, third time, the third or fourth, you know, circle, the Prophet, he just, he just that's it. He got fed up, that's it, I'm done with this. He goes straight to them, mm-hmm. and he gave them a few statements. And he goes, Ala ya ma'ashara Quraysh, ama wallahi So listen, people of Quraysh, I can finish you over here. The word dabh means slaughter. Like I said, like I can make it, I can make a blood bloodbath here. Like you know me, I can do that. Being quiet and being nice doesn't mean that I cannot do this. Right. 
So the people got really intimidated because they knew who speaks. That's the man who was called As-Sadiq Al-Mazduq, the truthful and the honest man. If he says something, he means it. So they got scared. So the elder among the, 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 the reasonable among them, uh, they said, they said, لا عليك يا بالقاسم مذهب راشد. It's okay, Abul Qasim. You know, these are just foolish kids, you know, just saying these things. Please, please forgive us. Just keep going. And he kept going his tawaf and they kept their mouth shut after that. Mm-hmm. So, does it mean we're not allowed to retaliate if someone wrongs me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَزَاءُ سَيِّئَةٍ I mean, If someone does sayya, you, ca- you are allowed to retaliate with سَيِّئَةٍ مِثْلُهَا Which means you can't. However, in equal retaliation, that's what it means. Right. Uh, unless, of course, something that is required to be taken care of by the law of the land or the law in general. That doesn't mean people, they go like nomads in the street killing each other or yeah, killing each other. Yeah, not no, no, vigilante no. justice. Exactly. There's right. no, no such thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about things like, for example, if someone uh, said something bad to you, are you allowed to say something m- mean to them? I mean, if they choose something horrible, don't say something any worse. Let's say, for example, if someone says to someone, you're dumb. Are you allowed to say to the person, you're the one who's dumb? The answer is yes. <laughs> the question, should you? No. No. You shouldn't. But if someone says to the person that this person, you're dumb, it doesn't mean you're going to start you know, cursing and cussing at them and bringing everything you know, from the devil's dictionary on them. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Devil's dictionary. <laughs> so the, the point is we have, to, we have to be careful how to balance this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm patient because I can. Yes. Not because I'm weak. Right. It's because I can. Um, How does one keep renewing their faith in God's plan when they feel it's extremely difficult? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're human beings after all. Right. We go up and down with our iman and faith. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said that إِنَّ لِكُلِّ عَمَلٍ Every good deed has its own peak like you do so much good and then just get to a moment of fatigue right and then what happens starts sliding down yeah right some people they have free they go free fall unfortunately mm-hmm. that's bad it's ugly and others they start kind of like sliding down a little bit slowly and gradually so he said every good deed has its own pinnacle and peak and after that we have that drop then he says, فَمَنْ كَانَتْ فَتْرَتُهُ إِلَى سُنَّتِي Whoever's fatra, which means his drop, goes to that level, the red line that you draw for yourself. Yeah, that we talked we about talked last about time. فَقَدْ اِحْتَدَى yeah. This is where you keep, you know, your line. Don't cross that line. Yeah. So for those who go through these difficulties, they need to really, before they get to this point, they need to re-educate themselves on creating lines for themselves. Right. Like this is the, my, my green line. The yellow line, the red line. Right, right. So I need to teach myself that. So when I start getting into these issues, okay, so what's my action plan now? What's my mm-hmm. action plan now? Like you get sometimes to the point that the, I'm, I'm now running on the complete, you know, safety mode or survival mode. Yeah. The only thing I can do is just, you know, just make my salah. This is the minimum that we should maintain at least. So how do I renew my faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plans? Honestly, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of uh, uh, personal experience with Allah Azza wa Jal. If you don't have a good experience with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right and good experience, you will not have those, the, the feeling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is in control. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept and understand that 
the more you submit yourself to the will of Allah, the easier it gets on you. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's the meaning of being a Muslim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just because I'm doing the right thing, it doesn't mean it's going to guarantee for me safety and, and, and easy life in this world. Mm-hmm. That's the, actually it's the opposite. The you're going to be the, tested. The closer you get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. the more likely you're going to have a, a severe you know, test. Yeah. The higher you get. So some people, they say, oh, I'm not that type of person, so let me just stay on low iman so I don't get tested too much. <laughs> but that's even dangerous because if you yeah. get tested with something else, subhanAllah, your level of iman is not strong enough to keep you on the, on the, on the basics even. Yeah. So we need to always keep upgrading. So the point I want to mention here is that every time you feel good, alhamdulillah, with your iman, build. Build. So that when you start going down, visit what you've done before. It will help to make a booster for you go up again. Yeah. So keep keep always doing the right thing, and never stop doing the right thing. And so so when you're in those peaks, build your foundation level. Absolutely, yeah. and just keep building and building. And I usually tell the people our life is not really, is not really a straight line. It's more like a, a zigzag, but it goes up at the same time. So you, you you zigzagging forward and up, and as you go up with that. The, uh, as you go up with that, the higher you know that you go, you realize, okay, my lowest point in the future mm-hmm. is still higher than my lowest pa- uh, point in the past. Some people they have a, uh, they go up and down in a wave, but it's actually it's only horizontal, mm-hmm. which means the lowest point is always at the same point. They keep hitting rock bottom, this, every and time. it's the same rock bottom all the time. Yeah. Because unfortunately, their top deed as well doesn't change. Right. So when they go down, they go to the same spot. And yeah. when they go up, they go to the same spot. They don't upgrade. In order for you to, to have a, a higher you know, space in the lower point, which is becomes easier, you have to also increase your iman. Yeah. Otherwise, if you stay at the same level, say horizontal level, your lowest point will always be the same point. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because that's when you realize, oh my God, what am I going to get out of this mess? Yes. But as you upgrade, your mess might be different than the one they had before. But hopefully your level of faith and iman is strong enough to make you overlook some of these, now you can sort of pity things. Nitpickies. Exactly. Yeah than the, the real thing that you should be aware about or actually afraid of or maybe concerned about. Yeah, no. uh-huh. um, how can you be optimistic of the future when your past is extremely painful? Like if somebody sort of grew up in, or had experience with sort of abuse or mm. neglect or this kind of thing, how can, how can they sort of rise up from that? They have to, uh, they have to convince themselves to, to have an emotional closure on these things. Right. I mean, it's ho- active closure. It too. is. It is. I mean, holding grudge is is a punishment of its own. Right. It's yeah. a poison you drink every day. Absolutely, and you're thinking the other party is gonna die. Mm. Uh, and forgiveness is its own reward. Yeah. And when you forgive, you set yourself free before anybody else. See, when you always think about these painful moments. You're already programming yourself not to enjoy life because you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. That's not, you're not worth you know, being happy. You're this, you're that. So you already, you already convince yourself. You're condemning yourself, basically, based on assumptions that other people would, you know, would be monitoring you, caring about you, or this and that. I mean, who cares? Yeah. For well, me, I, alhamdulillah, I like to be positive. Yeah. 
all the time. I don't like to be negative, well, no matter what. Okay, hold on. What was that statement you had earlier where you said if you had a podcast, it would be Grumpy People Podcast? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> For the grumpy people, people yeah. Yeah. they understand. They yeah. understand. I hope that grumpy people will come to it so they can be happy. Yeah, inshallah. See, so <laughs> last night we just had even a conversation here, just to give an example. Last yeah. night we had a conversation here about some people telling me, Sheikh, the kids in the masjid and they allowed this and that. And said, I said, that's good. Yeah. Because what do you mean? Like they were shocked with my answer because for them, for, they thought I'm going to say, yeah, I'm so sorry for this. I said, well, that's good that the kids are allowed in the masjid. I said, so what do you mean, Sheikh? I said, Akhi, look at the bright side. What is the bright side? They paused. They couldn't find it. I said, isn't the bright side that these kids are actually allowed in the masjid? Yes. Hello? Yeah. They're in the masjid. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? Absolutely. Now it's our turn to teach them how to behave in the masjid properly. Yeah. So let's bring them first and be patient with them and enjoy hearing their voices in the background. SubhanAllah, while we're doing our ibadah. Because yeah. that means the masjid has a future. Yeah. Because like, um, in my head, I always think kids rule the masjid. And that's how you have to, that's your perspective going into it. Because if mm-hmm. you don't have that, then you're going to be indignant for any kind of manners that they show. The companions at the time of the Prophet, they used to bring their organic candy back then, dates, right? Yeah, yeah. So they bring dates for the kids to come and eat it in the masjid because they want them to come to the masjid. Mm-hmm. Like the kids, are, hey guys, they're, dates. they're giving dates in the masjid. Everybody comes there. And they see the masjid and they come and they play and they enjoy. So that's a good thing for us. So for the question, if someone's path is very painful, they need to make a mental decision to get out of this mindset. Yeah. Really. They have to, again, rework their mindset. They have to relearn their brain and, you know, do it again. Yeah. So it's a matter of, it's a matter of uh, self-awareness. And sometimes that needs extra help. Well, true, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the beginning, uh, it starts from within. He says, mm. You strive and struggle, means you start, yeah. and we'll guide you through. Right. And also Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That Allah is not going to change the status of, of people until they change that which is in themselves. Right. So for us to get out of this situation, this, the, this you know, gridlock that we put ourselves into, we have to break loose. And the first thing to do is just like set yourself free. The idea of my path is painful, my path is painful. You made it painful. You made it sound like this by holding on to this. I, I, I don't want to yani, undermine or actually diminish people's genuine and real struggles. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for them. People will go through struggles. I can't, I can't imagine enough really how painful it can get. Yeah. Whether it's, Sometimes they wear their struggles like a cape or a that, cloak. Exactly. And they close themselves Exa- off. In exactly. It. So they just yeah. kind of convince themselves, um, this is it. This is who I am. This is what's, what's my life is going to look like from now on. This is it. This, so keeping, you know, just kind of whining about it and, co- and convincing yourself that this is who you are and this is what you're going to mm-hmm. be living your life through and this and that, that's not right. Yeah. I've been there. We I have to exactly. break loose. Yeah. We have to forgive ourselves first and so on. And so yeah. usually, as a suggestion for this person, inshallah ta'ala, uh, try to exercise what I call self-compassion. Self-compassion. Yeah. We usually have self-condemnation, you know, always condemning ourselves, usually. But you need to have self-compassion. Look at the bright side. Look at what you do good. Yeah. Look at what you've done good. Look at the good things you have in your life. Yeah. I mean, start looking for these bright spots in your life, and I hope, inshallah, you find the right thing for it inshallah so a year ago oh over a year ago um i sort of started writing down my internal thoughts Mm. 
and about myself mm-hmm. and it was all negative it was all hate filled yeah and so i actively for like a year almost um changed those expressions those thoughts those mm-hmm. s- that self talk into neutral so it was sort of you know not positive because it was that was a too big of a jump for me at that time. Yeah, overpraise. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a neutral thing. Like, uh-huh. oh, that's okay. Like, this is fine. Like those words. Mm-hmm. And then that was uh, middle of last summer or something. No, 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 fall. And then I've actively since then started replacing the neutral words with positive affirmations. Wow. So and. Alhamdulillah, the the self talk is mm. completely different, it's and wonderful. it makes it you change from inside out. You know, uh, as a suggestion as well, I would like to uh, add to this point is when you write to yourself about yourself, try your best to uh, in order for you to talk about change. Yeah, talk about actions, not personal attributes. Example. W- example. So instead of saying I am, uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy. Or I am, uh, uh, let's say, I'm beautiful, for example. These right. things that you might have so much issues with. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that, uh, talk about good qualities. That's, you know, I, I, I can do this. I'm grateful for, for having this. See, that's the problem. I've, I've always been grateful for my attributes, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not other, other aspects of my life. But think what you could do. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to do this, for example. Right, I'm right. going to do, I would like to do this. And from now on, I'm going to start experiencing. I'm some, from now on, I'm starting going to go there and do this. Things that you have control over. I don't have control over my looks. I don't have control over my family. I don't have control over my, uh, the color of my skin. Blah, blah, blah. Many people have some issues with these things. Right. Instead of keep, you know, attributing these bad things about yourself. I'm mm-hmm. ugly. I'm this. I'm that. And so on. So I'm dumb. I'm good for nothing. I'm doomed. These are now personal attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to quit, you know, attributing these things to ourselves and start mm-hmm. looking at actions. Gotcha. You know, I'm good at this. I'm good at saying that. I'm good at doing that issue. I'm, 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 so, I'm, subhan, so when you start with this, slowly and gradually, then it will reflect and start having a positive um, view of yourself. Yeah. And hopefully, inshallah, that will become very genuine. And by the way, subhanAllah, having positive ap- at, uh, at, uh, perception of yourself, it shows. Yeah, it shows on you. you mm-hmm. But having negative one, you start aging so quickly, yeah. and and you can tell that the person, Subhanallah, that they're they're not a happy person. And no one really wants to be around grumpy people. Trust me. No. You know, we all have our own baggages. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we want to have someone whom we can share our joys and and then at some point we trust them maybe to share some of our pain so we can carry the burden together and the load together. Inshallah. So may Allah make their situation easy. But I would recommend for them again to have self compassion. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the good thing that they have yeah. about themselves, and also start having action plans instead of you know worrying about attribution of qualities and so on and so. And then slowly and gradually, inshallah, Taala, we get there. Yeah. When you interact with Muslims and you've become sort of disappointed in what you see and hear from them, how can you disconnect your heart from that and so put it interac- in the right place? Interacting with with Muslims in a bad way. Ma. Bad experiences, it's a turn off, right? Yeah. And you look for an answer for this. Mm-hmm. You came to the expert, the imams, <laughs> right? Yeah, for real. The imams, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The imams are the people who uh, the imams are the people who really uh, deal with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
most of the time. The nitty gritty. I mean, can you imagine somebody comes to you complaining about something for someone else is praising you for it? Like I remember I had an experience in a masjid when I, I gave English khutbah when they're used to Arabic khutbah. Oh, and scandalous. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it was for the first time probably they're having a full English khutbah in that masjid. It was just, it's an interesting thing, subhanAllah. When I finished as I was walking out, obviously, I had some uh, earfuls from some uncles about it. But then somebody grabs my hand in one hand says, you know what, your khutbah was so amazing, but I wish you had some Arabic in it. It would be more better for us, blah, 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 blah. And then just seconds later, another guy, random guy holds my hand. He goes, I've been coming to this masjid all these years. This is the first time I've ever enjoyed khutbah al-Jumma in my life. Thank you for speaking in English. Please keep it up. And I'm like, okay, what do I do here? Right? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to dealing with, with these issues, uh, as imams, you know, we, we deal with on a regular basis. So how do you then, uh, how do you shield yourself from that? Yeah. Self-confidence. Oh, that it's, was not the answer that I expected. It's self-confidence. Wow. Really, it's really, I, I, you build a, a thick skin. Yeah. You have an emotional uh, uh, firewall yeah. that uh, negative people are not going to penetrate. And they're not going to affect my positive views of the world and the people around me. MashaAllah. Now, what is the difference between confidence and ego? Well, confidence, ego obviously is when you don't really listen to anybody. And also you think you're better than another person. Absolutely. And you're up, you're, you're a high horse all the way up there. Right. And you think that you, you have control of everything. Yeah. Confidence, no. You, you, are, you, you know what you're doing, but you, you listen and you filter. Right. You listen and you filter. So when you have these people around, they disappoint you and so on. I mean, obviously, if you expect your reward from people, they will always disappoint you. Yes. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, about, you know, the people of, of righteousness when they feed the poor. They say, we only feed you for the sake of Allah. لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا. We're waiting no reward, no thank you from you. If you expect for your kindness and goodness, anything back from people, they will disappoint you. Muslims, they're human beings. They make things that are like everybody else. So therefore, I hope, inshallah, that we'll find in our heart to to overcome, you know, these feelings by forgiving them. The other thing, which I want to mention about this issue, inshallah, and hopefully conclude with it, is that, hey, listen, when it comes to dealing with these people, instead of feeling angry with them, feel sorry for them. Right. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that when you deal with the people, there's a quote, the word called ra'ufun rahim. There's, you're just so, so compassionate towards them. I feel for them. You know, one time somebody have a, had a conversation with me and then in the heat of the conversation, he didn't like the answer. Although it was actually a friendly conversation, really, but I didn't, I didn't agree with him. So he calls me hypocrite, munafiq. And I that's said... A, that's 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 big. I mean, for me, I could, I could yani, respond, but I just said, Jazakallah khair. Wallahi, you're the one who knows me the best. Thank you. <laughs> and he's just like, because he didn't, he didn't expect an answer like this. He yeah. expected me to fight back. Were you being sarcastic? No, I was really serious. Oh, wow. I'm really serious because as a human being, I know myself. I have to do the double faces and I ask Allah subhanahu to forgive me what yeah. people don't know of yeah. me and make me better than what they assume of me. But that's my own struggle. So for someone to come and call me like this, I don't want to diffuse what the shaitan might put between us. And I just like, you know what, Jazakallah khair, I appreciate that call. Thank you. And he, he got upset, as a matter of fact, because he wanted to fight more. 
And yeah. he goes, no, I know what you're trying to do, but you're not trying to be the right, per- the best person. I said, yeah, I'm not trying to be anything. I just wanted to thank you, Barakallah, for your, for your statement. So, uh, again, as a, as a suggestion, when you deal with people, deal with them with compassion. Mm-hmm. No matter how ugly they behave and they act, just look at them with the eye of, you know, mercy and rahmah. Like, yeah. I wish that they can see what I see. I wish they know better than this. Yeah. Wallah I did have this I thought this last night really quickly um, because you have to deal with this on the daily mm-hmm. is there a dua that you um, or a supplication that you make that sort of you feel is a really good protection for you I, I ask on a regular basis for two things mm. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide my heart all the time oh ya Allah guide my heart to that which is pleasing to you because if my guide is, is the heart is guided, the the body and the mind and everything will follow. So I always say, Ya Rabbi, Allahumma hadi qalbi ilayk, wadullani bika alayk. Ya Allah, guide my heart to you, and guide me through towards you. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other dua is I always um, kind of like delegate my affairs to Allah. I keep saying, Allahumma inni fawatu amri ilayk. Ya Allah, I'm delegating all my affairs to you. You fix and amend my affairs, all my affairs, in the way that is most pleasing to you. Mm. If you can get that, whatever encounter you have in the world, and you have, alhamdulillah, a well-guided heart, mm-hmm. and Allah has guaranteed that He will fix your affairs for you, you'll be fine. And by the way, when you say fix affairs for you, it doesn't mean the result has to be positive. Right. You might get negative results, but you know what? Your interaction with it, or your submission to this right now, is a sign of faith. And that's good for the believer. Yeah. Jazakallah khair. Thank you so much for joining me for this. And I, I, we took up pretty much all of the heart. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. That's good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Good, good use of time, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Bhai. All right. Um, thank you again. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of this Ramadan. Jazakallah khair. And you too, inshallah. And Eid Mubarak to you in advance. Eid Mubarak to you as well. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum.